Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. <laughs> What's up? Man? What are you doing? What are you What's got? up? What are you doing? Chocolate chip cookie. Oh, how come? Uh, because we're filming Tacoma FD right now. <laughs> okay. The pilot. And now my starvation diet is over. Oh, so you're plowing through stuff then. And, uh, well, you know, we had, uh, on our first day, we, you know, we're playing firefighters. We're in heavy yeah. coats, sweating hard, carrying 50-pound yeah. steel tanks yeah. on our back actor all day problems, long. Actor problems. Actor problems. Actor yeah. problems. And what, uh, and what about that? Though? Why is it I lost six pounds. I told you, I lost six pounds. Holy shit. One yesterday and today. I think it's all water weight. Yeah. I don't weigh myself. So. But I feel like, you know, I always feel like I lose weight anyway when we're right. acting because we don't eat as much and you're working. Sure. Actor problems. Actor problems. And also on the food line, there's always nice desserts. So I ate a, a dessert, a lunch okay. line. Okay. Dessert chocolate chip cookie. Okay. You broke your seal and you ate that. I did. I was having movie popcorn. Oh, why is that, Kev? Because this is a special episode, an episode the Chew Crew has come to love. What episode right? is that? This is the Oscar Picks episode. Mm. Oscars are uh, this Sunday. Yeah. You know that? I did. This Sunday. I know. What's that, the 4th or the 5th? That the is fourth. the 4th. It's the 4th. Um, and so, um, you know, we got to uh, yeah. get these picks out there so that we can get into the piss in the foot territory. Yeah. You know that territory, right? I know it. I know it. I bet you know it very well. I know quite well. Your foot is well. freshly coated. Well, I, yeah, but I've, I've, with you, Ryan. My record is better than your record. You're two and one. I'm two and one. Yeah. So this is a big time. Either either I start blowing you out or this is rubber match time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to pick our Oscar uh, winners, and then as you well know, uh, loser gets his foot pissed on by the other guy. Yeah. And we will broadcast to you. Yeah, we video that. Um, before we do that, let's do some business. We got some business to do because we got a lot of Oscar things to get through. Let's do the business of business before All the right. business of pleasure. First things first. We talked about this last week, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we just want to announce the news to everyone that we are moving on from the Nerdist Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it last week. Um, Chris Hardwick is moving on and Katie Levine our producer is moving on and they are kind of the reasons why we went to Nerdist so we're going to move on with them and we're going to keep working with Katie and keep doing the podcast and you're going to be able to get it all the ways that you get podcasts the good news is you don't have to do a thing you don't do anything if you're subscribed the subscription will remain uh, iTunes wherever you get your podcast will be on there it just won't be on the Nerdist page anymore Yeah, and you won't get that little Nerdist jingle yeah but here's something you can do here's something you can do Go tell your friends, hey, check out this podcast, turn them onto the podcast, and then, of course, you give us a five-star rating. Yeah, baby doll. That's a call to action. That's right. And then uh, we get more people, uh, even a million more people on top of that two million we already have. Did you call me baby doll? Yeah, baby doll. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. So anyway, thank you to Nerdist. We had a great time. Mm -hmm. Many years of fun episodes. We did like 250 episodes with them. Yeah. And so... uh, uh, let's here's the 250 more, uh, but uh, thank you, Nerdist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do our live dates. Yes. Can sir. we do that business? I wish we would. Okay. So uh, we got a couple shows coming up. We got a fun one coming up the weekend after this, mm-hmm. March 10th. Yeah. We're gonna be in Vancouver. Yeah. At the Just for Life's uh, the Just for Laughs Festival Northwest. There's like a Northwest version of Just for Laughs. Now it's in Vancouver. The Couve. So we're going to be there. Closing night. We're closing that act. Yeah. March 10th. And here's the great thing about it. We'll be adding another guest with us. There'll be someone joining us. A clown. 
a brown clown. Mm-hmm. His name is Jay Chandrasekhar. So it'll be Heffernan, Lemmy, and Chandrasekhar yeah. at the Vogue Theater in Vancouver on March 10th. And what does this show consist of, Kevin? Well, it's going to be a Super Troopers 2 live kind of thing. So we're going to tell some stories, and we're all going to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. We're going to show some clips. Mm. We're going to do some Q&A. This is going to be a long show. Yeah, it's like a promotional Super Troopers 2 event. Okay. And the three of us are going to be there. Okay. So if you're in Vancouver... Come March 10th to the Vogue Theater. Uh, you can go to LemmyHeffernan.com for tickets. I put the link up there, so you can just go there and click on it for the ticks. Is it Lemmy Heffernan or HeffernanLemmy.com? I'm sorry. It's HeffernanLemmy.com. You're right. Hey, See, crew, I wanted to put you first. True crew, Kevin's tired. I know. He's been, been directing. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Uh, HeffernanLemmy.com. HeffernanLemmy.com. Those are where the tickets are. Yeah. And while we're at it and you're going there... If you're from these other places, the only other shows we have lined up right now, because we're going to do this show in Vancouver, we go on this massive promotional tour for Super Troopers 2, the movie comes out on 420. April 20. And then uh, the only thing we have lined up after that, we have a couple of cool shows in the in the Midwest on May 3rd. Thursday night, we'll be in Green Bay at the Green Bay Distillery. On May 4th, the next night, we'll be in Davenport, Iowa at the Rhythm City Casino. And on May 5th, Saturday night, we'll be in Dubuque, Iowa at the Q Casino. And all those shows are, uh, the, the links are up on heffernandlemmy.com, Green Bay, Davenport, and Dubuque. Yeah. So you can go get tickets for that now. And those are going fast, too. Mm-hmm. Those are the first shows after the movie comes out. So they're going to be a hot, hot ticket. Hot yeah. ticket. Yeah. A hot um, ticket. Okay. Those are our live shows. What do you got, Lemmy? Well, speaking of hot tickets, we've got some friends in high places that help us out with our podcast and keep uh, the lights on. Are you talking about sponsors? I'm talking about sponsors. Okay. We have uh, my favorite uh, group of three. Okay. Uh, First up, this time, is Blue Apron. Blue Apron. The leading meal kit delivery service in the United States of America. They got food there, right? Yeah. Uh, You know, a lot of people know that about them. They don't know what kind of meals uh, they deliver. Oh, okay. okay. So let me ask you this. So you get the meal delivered to your house? You get uh, uh, several meals (laughs) delivered to your house. They have a bunch of different packages. But for instance... Do you like short rib burgers with a hoppy cheddar sauce on a pretzel bun? Holy shit, I like everything about that. Kevin Heffernan. Do you like seared steaks and thyme pan sauce with mashed potatoes, green beans, and crispy shallots? I like everything about that, too. Do you like to cook those in little time? Yeah, sure. Quickly, okay. eat them. Those are the, uh, those are the two meals, uh, the most recent meals that we got you know, from okay. Blue Apron, because we... Okay. As, uh, one perk is we get the blue apron. My wife cooked them up. Was it delish? It was delish. Oh, boy. Because at first I saw the pretzel bun, I thought of you. Because I'm like, I okay, love pretzel bun. That's dope. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. So the blue apron mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. They have a few different plans. They've got, they've got three plans. Okay. They've got a two-person meal plan. So yeah. Meals that serve two people. And you can choose from eight new recipes per week. Okay. They have a family meal plan, which is uh, meals that serve four people. You can choose from four new recipes per week. And also they have a wine plan. Oh, boy. So you can choose six bottles of wine. Wine. From renowned winemakers delivered monthly. Okay? Okay. It's super easy, and there's a deal for our True Crew people. Super easy, and we have a deal for our True Crew people. Uh, Blue Apron is treating... The Chewing It listeners to $30 off their first order. So wow. if you go to blueapron.com slash chewing it, okay. C-H-E-W-I-N-I-T. Got it. Okay. $30 off. Check out the menu. You get $30 off at blueapron.com slash chewing it. Chewing it. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. Love it. Okay. okay. Thanks, Blue Apron. Then we've got our friends over at Movement. The Watch Folk. 
movement and sunglasses. Okay. These were, you know, our, our college. They were our college dropouts. Okay. Who decided to do a um, an Indiegogo campaign? No kidding. That sounds like us. Well, well it sounds like you. I'm not a college dropout. They liked fashion. They didn't like the prices. Got that it. They had okay. to pay. Okay. okay. And now the company's grown like crazy. Sold over two million watches in 160 countries, and uh, their whole philosophy is that style shouldn't break the bank. Sure, I have one. I know you got the abyss. That's right. Good looking watch. Yeah, it's a good looking watch. You've got one. I I do. Now here here's the thing. Here's the thing is that uh, you know like a lot of watches have the gizmos and like they they uh, do your heart rate and oh, they, yeah. uh, they you get a phone call or a text sure. message. You, these are simple. They like to keep it simple. Okay. They're so they don't sleek. slice and dice your vegetables. They're just crap? no. They don't do that. Okay. They're fat. They make you look good. They tell you what time it is. They tell you what time it is. And, I love it, and it looks good doing it. Okay, movement. Okay, so they sent us our these these watches start at ninety five dollars. Okay, that's okay. pretty good for a watch. And uh, they only sell online, and they can cut out the middleman, so they don't have to uh, mark up the the retail price. Okay. Okay. So fifteen percent off today. Okay. With free shipping and free returns. Wow. By going to MVMT. Okay. Dot com slash chew. Okay. MVMT dot com slash chew. C H E W. Yeah. Wow. So this is like, you know, if you no want. No vowels in that first part, right? Yeah. I mean, you can. Uh, this is good gifts. Got it. This yeah. Is gifts right here. Yeah. Love Somebody's it. birthday coming up. Good gift look, time. Good looking Movement. watch. See why MVMT movement keeps growing. Check out their expanded collection. Go to MVMT dot com slash chew and join the movement. Awesome. Okay. All right. Thanks, Movement. Last but not least, yeah, as what you do know, you got? we rotate the order. Yeah. Stamps.com. Oh, yeah. Stamps.com. Okay. They have stamps there, don't they? They have stamps. So just like your bank has a banking app, the post office has stanks. Stanks. <laughs> stamps.com. It's been a long day. It has been a long it's day. It's been a long You're day. Right. Stamps.com. Stamps. But I'm not mailing com. this one in, baby. Hey, good stamps. one. Stamps.com. Good save. Okay. These days, you can get practically everything on demand. Now, you can get stamps on demand. You get postage. Whatever you want, they have a digital scale. This is my oh, favorite wow. thing. Digital okay. scale yeah. included in this, and you can uh, you can weigh your packages. You can find out the proper postage. You can print it out. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Totally convenient if you're like you and me. Yeah. Home office. Right. Business works, operates mail at home. Mail on a package, mail on a letter. Yeah. That's it. Boom. Okay. You know right. me. I don't, like to tra- I don't like to travel. I like everything from the ease of my sure. home. I like sure. stamps.com. You have so, to stay in your pajamas. Right now, I do like to stay in my pajamas and do everything. So right now, yeah, use Chew for the special order. You go to stamps.com. Yeah. Before you do anything else, mm-hmm. you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Chew, and you will get a four-week trial that includes postage and a digital scale. Okay. Postage and a digital scale. Great. Uh, frankly, I do it just for the digital scale. Great. Okay? Stamps.com, enter Chew. Okay. Great. Thank you, Stamps.com. Thank you. All right. That the business? That's it. All right. Let's move on to the meat of the episode. Okay. The Oscar picks. Mm. I look forward to pissing mm. on your foot. Oh, boy. And I look forward to pissing on yours. Okay. Again. Everybody, enjoy the Oscar picks. We'll talk to you next week when we know the results. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm nervous. I love it. Okay. Enjoy the chew, everyone. All right. Let me. Heffernan, yeah. This what? is the Oscar episode. Here we go. I feel like it's become uh, well-known amongst the Chew crew. Yeah. The yearly Oscar episode. Well, the nice thing about... Always a pleasure. Well, we give... Uh, this is the, the one episode each year where, where we send out a link to some video 
of <laughs> the winner peeing sure. on the loser's Yeah, foot. after the fact, right. Yeah, You're after right. the fact. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Well, which we'll do. Which we will do. Um, but we have to get there first, and we have to go head-to-head, and we have to pick these Oscars. These yeah. Oscars. And I feel like this year I did okay because um, I made a point of, like, you know, I hit the treadmill a lot yeah. in the last and few months. And it shows, Kevin. Thanks, bro. God, you look good. Thanks, man. And so um, I got into the habit of... You know, uh, we get screeners. So as members of the guilds, you know, yeah. as the Writers Guild and the Actors Guild and the Directors Guild, you get they send you the movies so that yeah. you can vote on them. Yeah. And so we have the luxury of having those movies in our home. Yes. And uh, so as I hit the treadmill, as I put in some serious treadmill time, yeah. I watched a lot of these screeners. Hey. Most of these screeners. Quick moneymaker idea. A portable treadmill. So you can take your treadmill to the movie theater and also have that same experience. Exercise and watching on the big screen. Keep going. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I I like to feel that I am well-educated in a lot of these movies. Mm. Uh, There are some I haven't seen, and I'll tell you what they are. But but I've seen seen most of them. Yeah. So I feel pretty good about being able to participate in this conversation. Well, good, because you're going to be an active participant. Thank you. Okay. How about you? Uh, have you seen a lot of them? I've seen most of them. Okay. And I have uh, very strong opinions about uh, some of these, and I, I'm sure they'll be even stronger when I hear the uh, names of the nominees. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but that's the thing. It's like I, I, I want to keep this loose and have some fun. Okay. I don't want to be so mercenary as I've been in the past couple of years, which was required. Right. You know, it was required reading to, uh, to, to you know, be caught up. Sure. And educated. Sure. On, on but everything. also, I mean, we, we do have that luxury where we can watch them at home. I know a lot of the Chew Crew, it's hard, you know. It's a pain in the ass to go to the movies gotta, this much. I got to tell you, it was fun pissing on your foot last year. Was it? Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you do a good job this year. Manchester by the Sea. You put all your baskets in, the, in La La Land last year. I did. Year. I, lost, uh, I lost the writing. I think we were all head-to-head the same, and then the writing one. Yeah. I lost the writing one. And then what was it last year that, uh, yeah, La La Land, they gave La La Land Best Picture and then took it away in one yeah. swoop? Yeah, they did. They handed they it, to it to them, Moonlight. and then they gave it away. Yeah. yeah. Took it away. That's a crazy Oscar. Although movie. I think that La La Land was a better movie, so. Yeah, you love La La Land. I, I, I really I liked La La it. Land too. I, I, liked it I, I really liked it too. I liked it a lot. Anyway, but that was then. This that was and this is now. This is the this is the 2017 crop of films. Yeah, that uh, that have come out. And um, should we just dive in? Should yes. we jump in? Same bet. Loser gets his Same foot bet. pissed on. Loser by the gets his foot foot pissed on. Yes, right. Loser gets the fit, foot pissed on. And we only do eight categories. So yeah, you know, it's it's easy to figure them out. So what are the categories we're doing, Queen? We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do uh, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, original screenplay, adapted screenplay, best actor, best actress, director, and best picture. Those are the eight categories. Okay. Um, and we're gonna start with best supporting actor. Okay. That's what we're gonna start with. Right okay. Now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you who you are and then who they are and then you can uh, you can zip through them. Okay. 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 We got Willem Dafoe for the Florida Project. Yeah. Okay. We got Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards. Yeah. We got Richard Jenkins, Shape of Water. Yeah. We got Christopher Plummer. Yeah. For all the money in the world. Yeah. And we have Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. Yeah. Those are our five selections. Yeah. I have seen uh, four of these performances. As have I. I have not seen one of the performance. The performance I did not see is Willem Dafoe. Okay. I didn't I, see the Florida Project. I didn't see Christopher Plummer. I didn't see uh, All okay. the Money in the World. Okay. Okay. This is this is the category that I have the strongest uh, feeling that I know who's going to win the Oscar. Okay. Well, there is a front runner, so yes. Because but uh, but this from the heart watching this film. Yeah. Uh I I think Sam Rockwell runs away with this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he definitely wins. Um I I thought you know, in watching the movie, I, I watched it before the the pre-hype before the hype. Um, I thought Woody Harrelson was terrific. Woody Harrelson is fucking great in that movie. He's, he's ter- like, 
likable and kind of weird and kind of dickish. And I think he really has a nuanced performance in this movie. Yeah, but I think that Sam Rockwell's character has such a phenomenal arc yeah. in this movie. And when the arc culminates, Sam Rockwell is bringing it. Yeah. Big and you time. hate him and you like him and you you know what I mean? It's like he really covers you it love all. Him. By yeah. the end you love him. Yeah. You're with the guy. Yeah. Um you know, I I, I liked uh Willem Dafoe and the Florida Project, but, see it, but yeah. it's I mean, truthfully that it, it's just one of those things where it's not really a stretch for him. Yeah. You know, like there isn't too much range in that character. Yeah. Um same with Richard Jenkins. Loved Richard Jenkins. I love Richard Jenkins in general. Yeah. In everything. Yeah. Um and he's great in this, but uh yeah, I think Sam Rockwell wins. I mean, Christopher Plummer also, uh, like, I watched All the Money in the World. And it's a weird it's weird to watch because you know, like, the history behind this, right? Like, that was Kevin Spacey. They shot yeah. it with Kevin Spacey. And then uh, after his turmoils, after his, uh, his uh, the truth, some truths came I out. I like to call them the spermoils. <laughs> yeah. Um, they r- totally reshot the part. Yeah. Which... When you watch this movie, you're like, holy shit. I mean, that's pretty impressive yeah. that they did that. And they replaced him with, with Christopher Plummer, who's awesome. And, like, it's I can't even understand how Kevin Spacey plays that part in the original film. Because yeah. cause Christopher Plummer is the right age range sure. for what the character... He's playing Getty. He's playing John yeah. Paul Getty. And, and Kevin Spacey's not the right age range. So I don't know what, if they changed or whatever, but... He is great. It's just like I feel like that movie now has kind of the stigma over it because it is a bigger movie. It's a it's you know Marky Mark or Mark Wahlberg's in it, oh, Michelle shit. Williams, and oh, you know shit. it's a kind of epic and you know. It, but um, I think that it had a kind of a, a dark cloud over it because of this Christopher Plummer Kevin Spacey situation. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird. Yeah, a weird situation. Well, not having not having seen it, having seen all the other ones, yeah. uh, Sam Rockwell, Sam Sam Rockwell's character does the most in his movie, more than any of the other characters. And so I think yeah. Sam Rockwell... And also, he's a great actor. He's been a great actor for a long time. And, yeah. You know, he deserves a little... Yeah. Some accolades. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So, so we're, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Okay. Sam Rockwell. Okay. Let's do Best Supporting Actress. Let's do then. it, bro. Okay. Okay. Here's what we got. I have not seen all of these. You got Mary J. Blige for mm-hmm. Mudbound. Yeah. You got Allison Janney for I, Tanya. Mm-hmm. You got Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Okay. You got Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. Yeah. You got Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water. Yeah. Uh, those are the five. Read them again. Mary J. Blige, Mudbound. Allison Janney, I, Tanya. Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird. Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I have not seen Mudbound, I and have. I have not seen Phantom Thread. Okay. I have... I have seen Mudbound. I have not seen Phantom Thread. Okay. Um, but Octavia Spencer, I think, is good, too. But I, I don't think she plays a big, as big a role as some of these other characters do in, in some of the movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, to me, it was, you know, of the ones I saw, it was between Laurie Metcalf and Allison Jenny. Laurie Metcalf was great, I thought, She's and Lady great. Bird. Yeah. Fucking great, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I think Allison Jenny wins it. Okay. For I, Tanya. The, uh, the amazing thing about what Allison Janney did is that um, she plays a real character, and her character is so off the beaten path. Yeah, and then unlikable. They show, yeah, and unlikable. But yeah. then they show the real woman, and you're like, okay, she's got that parrot on her shoulder, <laughs> right. and she does all that right. shit. Right, they, they at the end, they have a little footage of the real mom yeah. uh, in I, Tanya. Yeah. And, 
Oh yeah, but Alice and Jenny had that kind of, kind of transformative. She looks terrible, and she's a jerk, and she, yeah, and she's chain smoking, and she's abusive, and she's sucking down fucking cigarettes. Gross. Yeah, but she does a great job. Yeah. Now, I saw Mudbound. Okay. And I mean, the interesting thing about Mary J. Blige is, you know, if you know anything about her, um, on stage persona, yeah, she's a diva. Sure. I mean, she's a hip hop diva. She's Mary J. Blige is fucking awesome. Right. In um, Mudbound. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like on oh, stage. Oh, in general. As a okay. singer. Got like, it. She's got awesome. It, got it. Okay. And this is one of the situations where she, she's crossed over into a, you know an area where she isn't necessary. It's not necessarily a comfort zone. But her portrayal of this character is so without vanity. Right. Okay. Like it's the opposite of God, I need on to see stage. this, I guess. I mean, she's. It's like, you know. Post-war, they're returning home in sure. races deep south. No makeup, right? She, you know, she works on a farm. I mean, she's she's the matriarch of this family, and it, it couldn't be uh, farther away from who she is now. Okay. And so you like to see that? That's good. Well, I think it's I think it's really incredible. I don't know that they gave her enough to do emotionally. Okay, to, to warrant uh, winning the best supporting actress. So I'm gonna I have to go with Allison Janney too. Okay, yeah. Okay. You're gonna go to Alice and Jenny also, okay? Yeah. Well, it's uh, again, it's like you just look at all the all the different uh, pieces of work and figure out which is the biggest departure and who's doing the most. And I think Alice and Jenny really did something. Nailed it. Well, she did something amazing. You're, right. you're like you find that character be so unbelievable, and then you see the footage of the real person. You're like, yeah. okay, yeah, pretty impressive. She's she's despicable. Yeah. in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and she does a great job. Yeah, she does a great job. Um, all right, where do you want to go now? Let's go uh, original screenplay. Yeah. This is a tough one. Yeah. This is going to be a tough one. Okay, here's what we got. The Big Sick. Yep. Get Out. Yep. Lady Bird. Yep. The Shape of Water. Yep. Three Billboards. Yeah. And I can say that I've seen all of them. Uh, I have, wait, what are they? It's, it's, uh, the Big Sick. Saw it. Get Out. Saw it. Lady Bird. Saw it. Shape of Water. Saw it. Three Billboards. Saw it. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be one that's a, to- a little bit of a toss-up. There's I, some some interesting stories here. Yeah. yeah, I think, though, it really comes down to our home studio, Fox Searchlight. Is that right? Okay. I think so. Okay. I think so. I mean, I, I love The Big Sick. Yeah, I think great. It's, it's a really cool... I, I found it to be a really cool original way to tell a story. Like, if you haven't seen it, you should probably see it now, because I'm going to s- just say a little something about Spoiler it. Spoiler alert. Well, it's a totally unconventional love story. It is. Because the woman is not necessarily present she for the movie. She's not present for it. <laughs> right. And that's, that's right. pretty... I mean, that's as original as it gets. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah. And so there's something to be, to be said for that. And, yeah. Uh, Kamel does a great job. He does yeah. a great job. I mean, it's, it's a really terrific movie. Yeah. Um, I, think, um, I think Get Out was, uh, was a great movie. Yeah. Also, you know, a, a fun script. Not, you know, not in a bad way. Not as... Uh, totally original as uh, you know the, the big sick, yeah, but still really cool. Well, I think Get Out. Um, I think it's one of those kind of like front runner, sneaky front runners to win this award. Yeah, just because I think Jordan Peele kind of did a great job putting this this spin on a kind of a horror movie or a thriller movie. Yeah, and uh, having these cultural elements and these racial elements or whatever. And I think. I think the I think the Academy is going to um, look favorably upon that. Okay, so is that your choice? No, I don't think it's my oh, choice. Okay, well, I but think I do that, think that there's a chance there. 
That that it wins a good yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I'm not going to pick that. I'm not okay. going to pick it up. Okay. Well, I think there's a chance like for the Big Sick, but I'm not going to pick that one. <laughs> I don't think the Big Sick has a bunch of chances as any of the other movies. Okay, that's okay. Um, okay. So then the next one is, uh, what's the third? Oh, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Um, yeah, I really liked Lady Bird. You know, ultimately, I think I think it's um, this is a more straightforward coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's you know. Great performances in the movie. It's a great, great movie. Yeah. Um, but I think right now it's competing against a few powerhouses. Like I, like to me, I think it's going to be Shape of Water. Okay. Uh, and Shape of Water is a, a, also an unbelievably original story set against the backdrop of the Cold War, and you know, but it's a, it's a fantasy love story. Yeah. And uh, it's it's original, and I think uh, that the script, I think that this award will go to to that movie because uh i think the whole i think the whole movie is uh is in really good shape okay this oscar season okay um and three billboards i think three billboards is a great movie too yeah um but again it's you know it's 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 real life and it's up against a fantasy film and i, I think in this case this fantasy film is so original and breathtaking that it's gonna okay okay what's your pick um it's not the shape of water okay um, this could decide the piss. This could. Uh, well, I was going to pick Shape of Water anyway. To me, it was between Three Billboards and actually Lady Bird for a number of reasons. And okay. I think Three Billboards is is a is a really well written. It's well written because it's an interesting uh, concept, an interesting idea, and an interesting way to take characters from A to B. I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with Lady Bird. I okay. do. I think Lady Bird was a really like well done like a personal like a very personal film mm-hmm. like a specific personal film and i also feel like there is a this kind of like women's movement which is really pushing things and i feel like this is a uniquely female uh strong woman mm. character strong woman story between the mother and the daughter and the daughter coming of age and mm-hmm. learning who mm-hmm. she is and I, I feel like Lady Bird's going to sneak in there and take it. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. So you're bringing, you're bringing some politics into I'm this. I'm bringing a little bit of everything. Okay. This is my thought process. You okay. Know I mean, it's like, I think she should be, I think Greta Gerwig should be, you know, uh, awarded and praised for the job that she did. I thought she did a great job. Okay. I think this will be the category where she gets that. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. So I'm going to go Lady Bird. Okay. Is that a surprise? No, listen. I mean, uh, they're all great movies. They're all great scripts. Yeah, they are. Good you know, scripts. as as screenwriters, that's. I hate to say anything negative about anything uh, about any of these because I liked all of these movies. Yeah, and so and also as a screenwriter, I can appreciate number one how difficult it is to write a good script. Yep. How much work it takes to do this, mm-hmm. and right here, it's like we're just nitpicking. We're, I mean, we're literally yeah, splitting oh yeah, 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 and it's like they're all excellent movies. Yeah, and I think it's, everyone's it's done just, a great job. It's just what's going to keep the piss off your foot. That's all it that's is. That's what we're talking this about. Is purely mercenary, right here. <laughs> I just don't want to get my foot pissed on. <laughs> okay. All right. So we split there. This is where it starts, Lemmy. The shape of piss right here. All right. The shape of piss. Yeah. Let's go to adapted screenplay. Then, okay. Since we're in that same writing car- yeah. category. Okay. The five nominees are Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. The Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. Logan, mm-hmm. Molly's Game, mm-hmm. and Mudbound. Yeah. Those are the, uh, the five. Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. I have seen four. Uh, I have seen four. But I have not seen uh, Mudbound. That's what I have not seen. Yeah, I have not seen Call Me By Your Name. Oh, I, I, I watched half of Call Me By Your Name. Okay. It's not a treadmill movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you know, like I got on the treadmill, I watched the first half of it on the treadmill, 
And then um, I didn't watch the second half of it on the treadmill. Sure. I'm going to watch the second half of it, but right. it just... That's it's things, not a treadmill movie. That's what I'm trying to say. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a slower. It doesn't pump you quieter up. movies. A very slow. It doesn't pass the time. Very drawn out movie, and it didn't uh, it didn't get me rolling on the treadmill very well. Okay, but that's okay. I mean, I understand. It's, you know, the context of it is always. Listen, you know, I'm sure when they're you know creating their very touching personal stories, these people aren't thinking about your about treadmill me on the treadmill. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Will people on the treadmill like like this, this movie? movie. I don't know if they will. Yeah. Um, so anyway, okay. Um, yeah, I've seen four of them. Um, I thought Molly's Game was great. Mm-hmm. I thought I really liked that movie a lot. Yeah, Molly's Game is great. It, it's a weird thing though. They fall like I've talked to you about this: the disaster artist and Molly's Game. They fall into this thing where they're these there are these kind of like almost heroic representations of people who are not so heroic. Yeah. You know, I'm like Molly. Seems like a good person or whatever, but she's you know she ran a poker game for actors. You know what I mean? Sure. And they kind of turn it into her being this kind of heroic person. Yeah. Which you know, I don't know her, but you know, it seemed a little glorified to me. Sure. A little overly glorified to me. Although I enjoyed all of it—the poker and the you know the the people that they were supposed to be representing. You know. Oh sure. That kind of shit. It's delicious. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't think that one. I don't think that wins. And Logan, I, I loved Logan. Yeah, I love Logan, but it's so bleak. I don't know, it's super bleak. But you know, that's that, that's the interesting <laughs> thing about Logan is like, it is not your typical best adapted screenplay. No, and that's why it's not going to win. Fair, right? But it's, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like I like I have to admit, I I'm not a big fan of the tortured superhero. Uh, I'm not either. That's part of my problem. Yeah. But but in this case, the thing that I thought worked about it, yeah, was that it was so bloody. And they yeah. kicked, he kicked he destroyed people in this movie. Right. And I thought the little girl in the movie was great too. Now great. This, I'm talking about the movie as a whole, as sure. opposed to the screen. Well, this is the only thing that's kind of nominated for in our category. So yeah. you know, this is your chance to talk about it. Yeah, but yeah. that's it's like generally it's like you know, look when they when they rebooted Superman, the one with Brandon uh, Ruth. Yeah. I was like, come, I don't give a fuck about how sad Superman is because right. he's a, an alien <laughs> right. and he feels alienated. You know, right. it's like I don't care about his love story. Yeah. I want to see him punch bad guys in the face. Right, right. I want to see him fly around the earth a million times and turn time backwards. Sure. To save the love of his life. I that's hear you. cool. Okay. I Catch hear you. somebody falling from the Empire State Building. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I don't need emotion. So, but like, so, so Logan, I was a little skeptical, but Logan, I thought, I loved Logan. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that definitely is part of that thing. Of like, it is a bit of a drag at times. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's, it's how you want to see Wolverine. Like, mm-hmm. you want to see Wolverine. Slicing some shit up, yeah, like fucking slicing people's heads off and shit, yeah. And those scenes, you're like, oh my god, this is this is what you wanted. So it, it ends up being like really like Deadpool is what you really want. It's the best of all worlds. Where yeah. It's like rated R, uh, like action and violence, yeah. But it's funny, yeah, and some laughs, <laughs> and some laughs. But Logan is a, is is a great movie. It's just it's just bleak. Yeah, it's a bleak movie. Yeah, it's fine. You it's not gonna, it's not going to win. So that, it's not going to win. That leaves us with uh, uh, you know I'll say. Uh, I'm not going to go call me by your name just because I haven't seen it and I, I don't think it's going to win anyway. So it leaves us with The Disaster Artist and Mudbound, correct? Those are the two that are left, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with The Disaster Artist. Okay. And, you know, I mean, this is, it's an interesting category anyway for, I mean, these are interesting selections, but yeah. I, I think Disaster Artist, I was so shocked by how hilarious I thought this movie was. I mean, yeah. it's, it's really a character study. Yeah. And James Franco does a phenomenal job. Yeah. 
And I think that the movie has to win some award for the achievement, and I think this is the category it's going to get it in. Okay. Um, you know, they took it off of a movie, off of a book, and uh, a yeah. book about the making of a movie, and it's totally original. Yeah. And unique. It is, yeah. I mean, I I was super impressed by I was super impressed by Franco's performance, by James Franco's performance, because. Mm-hmm. The character, I mean, whatever, we've seen that guy, the crazy Tommy, whatever his name is. Yeah. And uh, Franco does it so well. Yeah. And it's like so quirky and weird and interesting. Like you can't take your eyes off it, I feel like. Well, you like, know what I mean? The, the scene, it's pretty early on where they're in the park playing football and he can't throw the football. Right. I, I, I was like, I was laughing so hard. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. This is like a broken lizard movie. Like this is the kind of shit we would do if we were writing just a pure random ass comedy. Yeah, and you know the fact that it's based on a book makes it an adapted screenplay. I guess so. Yeah, I'm giving it to the disaster artist. Who are you giving it okay. to? Okay, I'm not going to the disaster artist. Are you going with Mudbound? I think the disaster artist is slightly esoteric. Yeah, and I think I'll go political again. I think, you know. I think it has affected James Franco's situation a little bit. His mm-hmm. situation has affected the, the kind of accolades this movie's getting. Because mm-hmm. I think it's a well, well done, fun movie. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go Call Me By Your Name. Okay. I'm going to pick Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Because I think that's the kind of uh, adapted screenplay movie mm-hmm. that the Academy uh, likes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They like that kind of thing. The, the wistful... Coming of age story in in Northern Italy, mm. uh, that kind of stuff. I'm starting you know to look I mean? at you, cat-eyed. <laughs> I feel like you've read a few articles here. I haven't. I've seen the movie. Okay, I've seen it. You watch it, you're like, oh, this is a James Ivory, mm-hmm. and it's James Ivory. You know, it's like, oh, this is a James Ivory situation. Yeah, and James Ivory is, you know, an Oscar darling. He's an Academy darling. Okay, you're a darling, and too, that's yeah. what I think. Okay, so I'm going to call me by your name. Okay, I'm going disastrous. Okay, we're okay. Ooh, we got some good. We're on disagreements di- we're here. On different paths here. Okay. Okay. All right. So those are the writing ones. We're already we're already off the same page here. Okay. Somebody's foot's getting pissed on. I know it's going to. All right. Uh, actress in a leading role. Okay. Actress. Actress. Best actress. In Ready? Leading role. Yeah. Okay. You got five of them. Sally Hawkins from The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Frances McDormand from Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie from I Tanya. Sershi mm-hmm. Ronan. Mm-hmm. Or Sayorisi Ronan, yeah. however you say it. However you, however you say or say it. Sershi. Okay. From Ladybird. And Meryl Streep from The Post. Okay. I have seen everything but The Post in that. I have seen all of these movies. Okay. On the treadmill. Okay. I'm just going to knock <laughs> Meryl Streep off because I haven't seen it. Now, okay. I know it's tough to go against Meryl Streep. It is tough, but I'll tell you this. I have seen it. And here's the problem with this movie for her. I mean, it's not. I think it's a great. I loved the post. I thought it was great. I loved watching it. I loved yeah. everything about it. The problem with her character is that it's one of those characters who's wimpy and gets pushed around and is indecisive and whatever. And then in the in the well, giving away in the third act, she has her moment. Yeah, and she finally has her moment. Yeah, where she stands up. And so the problem is you're going the whole movie with Meryl Streep being kind of mealy-mouthed and wimpy and whatever, and you're like, that's not Meryl Streep. Yeah, which in theory shows that Meryl Streep is doing a great acting job. She did a great acting job, but, the, but I just I couldn't get on board with the character compared to some of these other characters because, like, she's just, uh, just a wimp. She's a wimp until yeah. she's not, and then when she's not, it's good. 
but you wanted you wanted less wimp yeah. earlier. So yeah, she for me that Sally Hawkins, I think it was great, but like she doesn't talk, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't talk the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a strike against her a little bit. Maybe. I mean, not in a way that, I mean, she's not, I guess she's not mute, right? She speaks. Uh, as no, I remember. She's, uh, she's mute. She is mute? Yeah, because the thing is, it's like, oh, that's right. She uses okay. sign language and everything. She's deaf, but it's actually that she's mute. Okay. All right. But she can hear things. Right. But I felt she was very kind of reactionary. Well, but that's, you know, sort of the character. And then it's she like, gets some fish dick. She, she gets, dude, she gets a fucking Gordon's fish stick in her. <laughs> And uh, and all hell breaks loose. Sure, but that's that's why I am going, Sally. Oh, you are. I am. Okay, because her performance. I mean, first of all, she's using sign language. Uh huh. And her arc is tremendous. Right. She goes from a, a meek sure. woman to, to a, a fish fucking, fucker to a fish fucking spy. <laughs> to, spoiler alert! To spoiler a fish alert, everybody! Fucking anti-Russian <laughs> spy. Okay, you know, and and th- I mean, it's a fantastic thing. Like she, you really feel for that character. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's really hard to to act without words. I mean, that's got sure. to be the biggest challenge to be able to emote, sure, with just the use of your facial expressions and your hands. Mm-hmm. That to me is acting, okay. and that Whoa. is why Sally Whoa. Hawkins will win this year's Best Actress wow. okay. Award. But, well, I think she's not even in the running, but uh, that's okay. You can pick her. I think Cersei Ronan did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. She carried that movie. Every single scene. Yeah. She fucking carries that movie. Yeah. Um, so is she going to win? No. Okay. Margot Robbie, good job also. Margot Robbie yeah. embracing that character. Uh, Frances McDormand wins hands down. Hands you think, down. You think? Tour de force. It is pretty She's strong and tough, and yeah, she she's has awesome. moments of, of, uh, of not being that, and just, you know. There's comedy. There's a, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any way she loses. Okay, you've been reading some fucking articles, Queen. Well, I, can I not just watch the movie? Can I can I not watch the movie and feel that it's way? Just, you're too smug. You're what are you talking smug. about? I see what's going on here. Why do you think that reading an article is going to tell me what to think? That I can't just choose my own thoughts. Why do you think that? Because I think that I think you're, you might know me I better. I think than you're that. A, a robot who oh, you does are, all you do? his <laughs> who gathers who aggregates. Uh, <sighs> Opinions sure. and information. Now, I do aggregate my own opinions, but uh, they are my own. Okay. All right. Best actor. Best actor. Ready? This is a funny one here. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Or is it Chalamet? Uh, I think it's Chalamet. Okay. Timothy Chalamet. Call me by your name. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. Yeah. Daniel Kalua, Get Out. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Gary Oldman. Yes, it's Get the Out. The Darkest Hour. Get Out, yes. Yeah. And Denzel for Roman J. Israel, Esquire. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen three of these. I've only seen two, I think. Really? Okay. I have not seen Phantom Thread, mm. and I have not seen the Denzel Roman J. Israel. Uh, yeah, nor have I seen uh, Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Call Me By I've Your Name. I've seen Darkest Hour and... Uh, get Out. And Get Out. And this is also a weird one that, like, see, I feel like if James Franco hadn't had his issues... Sure. He'd be in this because he did a fucking amazing job. Yeah. He really did an amazing job and should have been in this category. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, but, uh, say love me. But he's not even nominated. He's not even nominated. Um, this is a tough one, too, because I feel like like Daniel Kalua, if I'm pronouncing Kaluuya. the name. Kalua, yeah. Uh, really does an incredible job. Incredible. In that movie. Like, really does an incredible Great. job. He's crying. He's got the tears he going. Does, he's does kind of humor. He does crying. He's he does scared. All. He's uh, you know uh, uh, like really does a phenomenal job. But I just don't think 
given you know this is one of the situations it's almost just like sort of a sensual thing like given who he's up against and the kind of performances that he's up against yeah i don't think his performance carries the same gravitas as some of the other ones sure now i haven't seen call me by your name and i haven't seen phantom yeah. thread for me personally gary oldman is so good in darkest hour he is and does such and has such a transformation yeah that i i think he's going to win it yeah, but I haven't seen Phantom Thread. I hear Daniel Day Lewis is phenomenal. I do too. I hear that too, but I don't know. Maybe enough people haven't seen it because I haven't seen it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I hear uh, it's great. I hear it's great. And that Timothy Chalamet guy is good. He's kind of kind of crashing onto the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, I mean, in, all, he, he's in every movie now. He's in Lady Bird. He's in uh, Hostiles. He's in Hostiles. Yeah, he's in tons of shit. He's in everything, and uh, he does a good job. You know, uh, um, but I, I don't think it compares to the Gary Oldman performance uh although i'll tell you this and I've, i tell you this when i watched it at first i had a hard pro because i saw gary Ol- like I, I could see gary Ullman in the part like acting and like i felt like it felt like it was like fat bastard from mm-hmm. the austin powers movie uh-huh, right <laughs> like, it was him inside of a fat suit yeah and it took me like 15 minutes of watching the movie to get past that yeah because he plays it kind of big yeah. And he has a fat suit on. It's very saliva performance. Very wet-lipped yeah. performance. Uh, it took me a while to get over that. But when you do, you're like, fuck, he, does, he, really, he really holds the thing. Now, see, I knew that that was your opinion of it going into it. And I was looking for the, the fat bastard fat suit. And frankly, I was uh, – I had my belief – my disbelief suspended from the moment that movie started. Like, I never... Okay, okay. I was looking for the fat suit. I was like, they did a great <laughs> job. I'm not seeing the fat suit. Just in the beginning, it felt like a sketch to me. And then I, and then I settled into it, I feel Yeah, like. I never got that. I was, no? I was enjoying, like, what a crotchety, cranky, yeah, mumbling, sure. drunken, cigar-smoking old <laughs> Brit he sure. was. Sure. And I had just watched Dunkirk, which, you know, also helped this to This is the that, other side of it all, yeah. Put that, you know... Just the, the the historical elements into context. Yeah, uh, I, I thought he was just terrific. Yeah, so he's my pick. Is he your pick? He's my pick too. Okay. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's the front runner, right? Um, okay, director, mm. best director. Yeah, are you ready? Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. Okay, uh, isn't that a Star Wars movie? Um, Phantom Thread. Yeah, yeah, it is. Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread. Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. And Jordan Peele, Get Out. Yeah. So those are the three. Paul Thomas Anderson, Guillermo del Toro, Greta Gerwig, Christopher Nolan, Jordan Peele. Yes. Um, and let's see. Have I seen all these movies? Bada bing, bada boom, bada boom. I've seen all of them. Oh, no, I haven't seen Phantom Thread, so I can't vote on Paul Thomas Anderson. Nor I. Uh, but the other four I've seen, and they all do a great job. Um, I think Greta Gerwig did a great job. Christopher Nolan... We can talk about Dunkirk. It's like one of those movies. It's a different kind of... It's a different level of movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be able to recreate that kind of epic mm-hmm. thing is fucking impressive as shit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Guillermo del Toro, though. Mm-hmm. I think Guillermo del Toro wins for the, the the way he crafted that movie together. Yeah. That loves that fantasy love story. It's, it's interesting because that really is kind of the debate, you know? It, you look at Dunkirk... I mean, the scope of what Christopher Nolan is pulling off there yeah. is simply insane. Incredible. You know, I mean, there's... And also the way he does it narratively is super interesting to me. And Yeah, uh, we, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, and it's a challenge, and it's a skill. 
And it's a totally different thing that he's doing than what Guillermo del Toro is yeah. doing. In or the Jordan sh- Peele or, 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 you know, right? yeah. or Greta Gerwig. Or, I mean, those are smaller, more personal stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm going with Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. I think The Shape of Water, just in terms of what it is, is a, you know, it's a fantasy. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he achieves a couple of pretty remarkable things yep. in that movie. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm going with uh, with GDT. Okay. Okay. I love it. Okay. So we we both agree. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Best picture. Yeah. There's nine of them. Give them to me. Nine of them. I've seen all but one. Give them to Can me. you believe that? Okay. Or most of all but one. Call Me By Your Name. Didn't see it. Darkest Hour. Did see it. Dunkirk. Did see it. I'd done seen it. Get Out. I saw it. Lady Bird. Saw it. Phantom Thread. Didn't see it. The Post. Didn't see it. The Shape of Water. Saw it. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. He saw it. All right, so that's nine movies. Yeah. Let me do it again. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, Three Billboards. Uh, there can be only one. There can be only one. Um, but some of them, I mean, okay, like The Post, I thought... I thought the post. I love the post, and I think everyone should watch the post. It talks about a lot about uh, how important our press is, mm-hmm. and a free press, mm-hmm. and a critical press. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's an important story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to show it to my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was really good. It's a well crafted movie, uh, and well acted movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's good. Um, what some of the other ones? Lady Bird, like I said, I thought it was a great personal story, a yeah. really well put together, funny, touching movie. I thought mm-hmm. with a good family relationship thing, with a, with a lot of good humor in. It, I thought, yeah. Um, what else did we talk about? Dunkirk, Dunkirk, great treadmill movie. Yeah, that's a great treadmill movie. Yeah. Want to know why? Why? Because there's no dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> there's just action, and it's just. The thing about Dunkirk is that there's just that scoring that goes through the entire movie, mm-hmm. and it's just tense music, yeah, nonstop through the yeah. whole movie. Well, also, the whole movie, the whole movie, somebody's getting attacked. <laughs> yeah, but they don't let the breaks up on the music, even when it's like a quiet moment on the boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're still firing through that music. Yeah, like something shitty's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, and it makes you on edge the whole time. And shitty stuff does happen. Yeah, um, but fact, it's so fucking epic. It, it is epic. And uh, and it's cool. Like, like uh, you know, I didn't realize... I mean, ha- having seen two movies that basically deal with... Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea about that aspect of, of the war. And, it, uh, you know, I mean, it was fascinating to see it from two different views. Yeah. Uh, I was a little frustrated at times during the film, d- during Dunkirk. Yeah. But it's still a great movie. Frustrating because you wanted something more to happen or frustrating because of the bouncing around in time? I found the what? bouncing around in time to be a little bit... Distracting. You okay, know? I, I kind of liked it. It's cool to like, hey, trying to figure out how this is all piecing together, and it's like, yeah, I think for what I wanted at that moment in time, like I was a little drowsy when I was watching it. Okay. I didn't want my brain to work so hard. Okay, you should watch out the treadmill. And it's a good tread- treadmill <laughs> movie, is what Kevin is saying. Like a treadmill movie, like that was a movie where I, I looked down, and it was like fifty minutes had gone by on the treadmill. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Okay, we should. Uh, you know, what we should do is we should have a treadmill Oscars. <laughs> Where we nominate the, tre- the best treadmill movies, the best treadmill movies. Yeah, um, I think for me that it's going to be 
the shape of water. Okay. Um, it's just, you know, again, it's it's a, a pretty fantastic movie in terms of just the fantasy scope of it. It's a beautiful movie. It's an unconventional love story. Um, it's set in a historical time period. And, uh, you know, I just think it's got some momentum, and I think it's going to win. Okay. So, you've been reading some uh, articles or something? No. Momentum? Your momentum comment? No, I'm no? just going from the heart. Is that right? it is? Okay. Yeah. Um, I... I Agree that I think it's going to be between the two Fox Searchlight movies. Sure, that's where I think it is. Yeah, and it's between The Shape of Water and Three Billboards. I feel like. Yeah, for me, you know what it comes down to. I loved Three Billboards. Yeah, the ending disappointed me, and I think it's the. I yeah. think in this day and age, I think there are people. Spoiler alert! Yeah, who like an ending like that? Yeah, but I don't. And so, sure, I mean that is that is. Happening in movies, I feel a lot where they don't have a third act. Yeah, you know, they don't resolve their issues. Yeah, necessarily, and I get that. Well, but you know, it's like I, on the one hand, I appreciate. It. Like, let's let's. That would be my criticism of it, also. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, hey, I get it. It's nice to leave an objectively leave an ending open, and then the audience can decide what they think is going to happen and they can talk about it on the other hand for me there's something lazy about that yeah i think it's important you're telling a story it's kind of like honestly it's kind of like you know getting teased a little bit it's it's a bit of a tease without without the happy ending you know like you're telling the story fucking resolve it right I've been with you for two hours now, and now you're telling me I have to decide how this thing's going to end? No. Yeah. What's the fucking story? Beginning, middle, and end. Right. I want to know what the actual ending is. You, you said something. I invested in all these characters, and now you're telling me. But isn't the ending that the fact that Sam Rockwell and Francis McDormand have come to a certain place that is together? An, that is an ending, but they're going okay. off to do something together. and. Right. And by the way, I don't find it very satisfying what they're going off to do. It's true. You're right. Okay. And the truth of the matter is it leaves me a little bit anxious because I'm like, I mean, I don't want to give away any anything here. Yeah, don't. But like, <laughs> come on. There's an incredible, there's one thing still hanging out there. Yeah, sure. Come on. Sure, sure. You know, whereas The Shape of Water is a classic first, second, and third act kind of movie. It's a beginning, it a middle, and an end. Yeah. And I like that because that's. You know, Guillermo del Toro could have uh, ended it with the two of them fucking, you don't know what's going to happen. You right, know? right. Well, you don't, but The Shape of the Water, Shape of the Water also is a little weird for me, though, because, like, it is such a nice story, and it's a, sto- it's a love story, and there's messages and whatever, yet they still have this weird, like, these weird elements that, uh, that I can't show my kids the movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantasy fairy tale that you should be able to show a kid who's 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. But it's not, because they have all these, like, Weird, like, fucking conversations and fucking moments. Well, and she fucks a fish. And she fucks a fish, and you're like, why not Why not make it more of a wider appeal? But I think that's the Guillermo del Toro of it, I guess. Sure. But that, I was a little bit surprised at that, you know? You wanted it to be more of a family film? Well, it's like that, like we talked about this, that Oakja movie or whatever, which I fucking hated. Yeah. The big pig movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like a movie about, it's kind of like a message for the kids should be able to watch that movie, and this is cute pig. And then they, they say fuck, like every other word yeah. and then there's like these pretty gory you know disturbing scenes in it and you're like who's your fucking audience here yeah well that's the thing about oak oakja right looks 
on the service like it's a kids movie and it certainly seems like it's marketed as a kids movie and it's, it's a, not it's a girl and her fucking CGI pig yeah her giant CGI pig uh, and it's not I felt that way about Chip Water a little bit I was like it's a it's a beautiful love story that you know more people should be able to connect with sure you know yeah which uh, is kind of weird I think yeah, I guess so I didn't really have that problem I mean, it's it's an adult love story I guess you know I, I mean she so. makes love to the fish man. I know but she could, they could have done that without being as graphic as I thought, you know. Yeah, but you know, it's an it's an R rated. It's, uh, it's a fish fucking movie. It's a love. Know? It's you know, it's what like Jaws, know? but uh, with fucking. But I love rated R movies. I'm just saying there are some movies that don't need to be rated R, and they're probably sort of sort better if they're not rated R. Yeah, like I would show that movie to my kids if it wasn't Shape that of water. Way. Yeah, sure. Because it's a it's a it's like a it's like a you know a monster movie fairy tale. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, so with all this, right. You I'm, still have to choose. I'm picking three billboards. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I'm going to pick three billboards. I don't know. I feel like that has a little bit more uh, momentum than Shape of Water. Okay. And um, and Del- Guillermo del Toro wins director, but the, but this other one wins best picture. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, there it is. All right. And there it, it is. All we right. do have some differentiation here. All right, so why don't you read off the final final? All tally. right, so the final tally is this. Uh Best Supporting Actor, we both picked Sam Rockwell. Okay. Best Supporting Actress, we both picked Alice and Janney. Okay. Uh, best uh, Screenplay, you picked Shape of Water, I picked La- uh, Lady Bird. Okay. Uh, best Adapted Screenplay, you picked Disaster Artist, I picked Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Best Actress, you picked Sally Hawkins, I picked, Fra- I picked Francis- Francis McDormand. Okay. Uh, we came down the same on Best Actor, Gary Oldman. Came down the same on Best Director, Guillermo del Toro. And then for Best Picture, you picked Shape of Water. I picked three billboards. Okay, so you and I have four categories that we disagree That's on. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. All right. Okay. That makes for good. Yeah. That makes for good. That makes for good? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good uh, now, what slogan if, for your uh, for your, some food product that you're doing. That, that makes, makes for, for good. good. Now, what if we tie, though? We go two and two? Yeah, like, Ben, do we piss on each other's feet or nobody pisses? Maybe it gets hold, held over till the next year, double or nothing. And then double piss? Two pisses. Okay. I don't know if the true crew will go for that. You think they demand... They, they want results. They demand urine? They do. Yeah. They want some results. Yeah. All right. We'll, have to, we'll just have to figure it out when it happens. Should we have a tiebreaker category that we only go to in the event of a tie, obviously? Like what? Like a best song or something like that? Or best cinematography? What do you want to What's, hit? Uh, what do we got? Animated. Best animated feature. Best animated feature? Yeah. You want to go with that? <laughs> That's the tiebreaker? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's the animated feature. I don't know if I've seen... I haven't seen any of these movies. Okay. So that's a problem for me. I might get you pick one. Yeah, well, what are they? Okay. Uh, Boss Baby. Saw it. Okay. The Breadwinner. Mm, nope. Coco. Mm. Did you see it? No, I haven't okay. seen it, but I want to see it. That's Ferdinand. Okay. And Loving Vincent. Okay. I'm going with Coco. Me too. I would go Coco. Okay, also. let's let's okay, pick so another that's category. Not that's not good. <laughs> uh, we got all the foreign language stuff. We got visual effects, cinematography, uh, best uh, best scoring. That kind of well, stuff. let's go with best foreign film because basically, basically this is this is just like a coin toss here. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do we got? <laughs> we got. If there's something from Argentina, I'm just picking it. Okay. I. I okay. All right. Uh, a fantastic woman okay. from Chile. Okay. The insult from Lebanon. Okay. Loveless from Russia. Okay. On body and soul from Hungary. Okay. And the square from Sweden. 
Okay. So. One more time? A fantastic woman from Chile. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, but that's what I'm going with. Come on. It's close that's the only one I've heard of. It's the only one I've heard of. Okay, let's pick another category. All right, let's go. Have a best editing. Um, let's see. We got, okay, we got cinematography, editing, original score, original song. Should we go original song? What's the original song? Let's go original song. We're going to pick the same thing. Is Pharrell uh, nominated? Because I'm going with Pharrell. No. Mighty River from Mudbound, The Mystery of Love, and Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me from Coco, Stand Up For Something from Marshall, and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Ooh, man. I'm going, I'm still going with Coco. Yeah, so <laughs> Okay. All right. How about uh, best costumes? We have five of them. Beauty and the Beast. Okay. The Darkest Hour. Okay. Phantom Thread. Ooh. Shape of Water. Ooh. Victoria and Abdul. Oh, shit. <laughs> Say them again. Beauty and the Beast. Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Victoria and Abdul. Victoria and Abdul. Um, okay, so let's see. I'm going to go with Beauty and the Beast. Okay, I'm going to go Shape of Water. Hey, all right, there all right. we go. So wardrobe is the tiebreaker. Yeah, only in the event of, of a tie. B and B, that's Steve. Shape of, that's K. Okay, and so that'll be an honorable mention no matter what. Okay, okay. But that's count. only in the event of a tie. Only in the event of a tie. Okay, good. Holy shit. Well, what if what if something else wins and then we're still tied? Then fuck it. Who gives a shit? Do we have a secondary no, tiebreaker? No, we can't, we can't go down that road. Okay. We can't go down that then road. Then we're just going to have to make some other bet. One of ours is going to win in that in costume design. Days to picks. Uh, so, you know, next thing you know, someone's getting pissed on, bro. Yeah, listen. Okay, so Chukru, we took a, a little break in our cast of Super Troopers 2 a uh, series of podcasts yep. to bring you our Oscar categories. And really, right. it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of an advertisement for Fox Searchlight Films here. Is that what it is? I guess you're right. Well, they do have we, two we phenomenal did give them movies. A lot of, uh, we gave them a lot of picks. They, you know what? Fox Searchlight is synonymous with quality. They are. They really, really are. They have the best movies of the year. You heard that here, Fox Searchlight. Do you think we'll be nominated for an Oscar? Um, I don't think so. What category would we possibly be nominated? Best in? film. <laughs> no, that's do, not going to happen. Do you think? Uh, what about? What if you get nominated for best supporting actor for Farva? If I do, yeah, oh, I don't think it's going to happen either. I it, mean, if Paul Walter Hauser didn't get it for Itania, they should have nominated me for Finkelstein. I'm just saying, in okay. Beer Fest, All right. that shit was a transformation. There are people who don't even recognize me in that movie. Sure, people who still come up to me, they're like, I just found out that's you in the movie. I mean, come on, right. You know, look, so what? So it's not a critically acclaimed film. What's who I acted my ass off. I know it. I you transformed did. myself. You did. As much as Charlize Theron did from Monster. But that was ten years ago. What are you complaining about it now for? I mean, what are you gonna is this Because they owe me. <laughs> the Academy owes me. All right. Well, here's my advice to you. Write or get involved with one of these dramatic movies, get your ass in there, and then you'll win it. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna you're in with Foster right now. Come on. I'm going to write a movie where I am 80 pounds heavier than I am now. I have male pattern baldness. Mm-hmm. I ha- have an accent. Mm-hmm. I have a lisp. Sounds like you now. Like a, I, like this, I'll speak like this. This is how I'm going to speak. No, I'm going to stutter like a little bit. I don't like that. 
I'm gonna fucking win, dude, and 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 I'll have a little bit of a draw, like a little sling blade type thing. Okay, I'm gonna win. That dude. puts you over the top. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit! I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it gravel. Gravel. You hear okay. that? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. It'll be about a, a heavy set, mm-hmm. bald guy with a speech impediment who works at a. Uh, a quarry, pit. Yeah. a quarry. Okay, okay, yeah. Breaking rocks with right. prisoners. <laughs> right. <laughs> but who's the real criminal? Sure. The criminal who's been wrongly imprisoned, mm-hmm. who he befriends. Is this your accent? Or the scumbag stutterer? It's feeling more like water boy to me than uh, <laughs> than gravel. <laughs> Why don't you just do Sandler's accent? Holy shit. Um, I'll speak out of the side of my mouth and get real <laughs> saliva. Yeah, that'd be great, dude. I mean, come on. You can say that you were here with me when I came up with this with gravel. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pro- approach Paul Thomas Anderson. And said, "Hey, I know you're busy doing character studies with uh, with what's Lewis. his face with what's his face Daniel Day. Yeah, with Double D Lou. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I got a character I'd like to study. Mm-hmm. It's called gravel. Yeah. What do you think about this? It's like powder. Yeah. Listen, it's like your powder. I'm telling you, to be a fucking tearjerker. All right. All right. All right, cool. What uh, What are you going to chew on your way out of here? God, what should we have? Some I'm going to chew a... some gravel. Oh, you are? No. You have gravel? I'm chew something delicious. What do I want? Okay. Oh, I'm eating beets. Oh, that's right. You're eating beets to... To, uh... to make my piss. All right, I'm going to eat blood, asparagus. Blood red. Oh, you're gonna I'm going to eat asparagus. A stinky piss. I'm going to make it stinky. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, man. So beets versus asparagus? Is that where... That's not very pleasurable. I'm, I'm, I'm questioning my Sally Hawkins. You were so confident about... <laughs> About your friend McDormand. Don't question now. Don't go back. It's too late. It's already on. All right, whatever. I got plenty of other categories. You're doing good. You're looking good. Um, All right. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to pissing on Lemmy's feet. Pray for me. Okay. Um, I want to. I'm ready to uh, to be two two and two. Okay. See how it goes. I don't want your piss on my foot again. All right. Tune in soon, Chew Crew, to find the results. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. What are you eating? Asparagus. Oh, asparagus. That's mm. right. Make it stinky. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. You know, beet. It's a lot better than you think it's going to be, beets. All right, Chew Crew. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. 